Welcome back to another Youth-Centered Podcast. Uh, this is our 7th of 2019, and I'm very excited uh, about this topic, and uh, we got two really good people here to talk about this issue. And the issue we're talking about this week is um, a problem nationwide, um, and it's something that we're dealing with here regularly in North Andover, um, and I think we need to educate people a little bit more, not just kids, but parents and professionals, because we are dealing with the vaping, uh, juuling um, issue here much more in North Andover than we had. So with our guest today, um, brought in two people that will have a um, different perspective in terms of what they deal with. Uh, I think we're all on the same page about the dangers of vaping and juuling. Uh, but first of all, from North Andover High School, we have school nurse Lauren McDonald. Um, who's going to talk to us a lot about her medical opinions on this and some of the stuff that she's maybe seeing in her role as a nurse. And then uh, also with us today, and every time I see one of these guys, I uh, feel older and older, we have a middle school uh, police officer, school resource officer, Cam Pramis, who grew up here in the youth center, who's actually working at the middle school and is on the front lines of, of dealing with uh, the major vaping issue that we're dealing with both at the for the middle school kids and the high school kids. So welcome both for coming on the podcast. Thanks. Glad to be here. Same here. Lauren, can you, um, I know um, just my volunteer downstairs um, said that she didn't remember you when her kids were there and a uh, little history of who Lauren McDonald is and your uh, career here in North Andover. Um, so I came to North Andover High School about 10 years ago. I actually worked with um, the um, now famous nurse Ginny Folds, who was here for 38 years in the high school. I worked with her for a little bit, and then I took over when she retired. Um, previous to that, I worked at um, several uh, private high schools and in um, several on a, a hospital in um, Brighton for a long time. Um, I just recently got my master's in nursing education and just started a job. Um, second job at Merrimack College teaching anatomy and physiology. Wow, I, that's great. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Cam, uh, uh, with the police department? Sure, so like Rick said, I'm a local North Andover resident, grew up here, haven't left, uh, graduated high school, North Andover High, 2010, went on to Worcester State, got my bachelor's in criminal justice. Uh, after college, I got hired by Merrimack College Police Department where I spent two years. Uh, I just recently finished my master's in criminology from Merrimack College. And I've been on the North Andover Police Department for about a year, starting in the school system uh, in the fall. Great. Well, again, thanks for you guys for both coming on here. Lauren, I want to start with you uh, before we get into, you know, some definite questions that I have uh, for both of you, as well as um, some dialogue conversation from my perspective as the Youth Services Director. How do you overall see the issue with vaping slash juuling here in North Andover? Um, I feel like it's gotten uh, really out of control lately, as particularly this year. Um, that's my biggest concern. My biggest concern is how many teens are using. It's across all uh, social statuses. It's um, athletes. It's um, students who um, are of low socioeconomic background, high socioeconomic backgrounds, um, kids in the music department. All types of kids are, are actually using um, vaping products or juuling as they um, they like to call it um, and um, my concern is for the um, long-term health effects um, that these products will um, will do to our children um, I feel like we need more education I think the kids do not believe that it's un unhealthy for them or harmful to them 
Um, I know they don't because I've talked to a lot of them about it. Um, they also don't realize that um, most of these products contain nicotine and they, it, it is, it's addictive. So um, they're finding themselves unable to stay in class, unable to um, complete um, assignments because they have to run out of the classroom and, and hit the bathroom and, and, um, and jewel. So um, my concerns are mainly for the, you know, the long-term health effects that these kids are going to have and the um, difficulty they're going to have stopping this. I'm going to dive in with a number of questions for you in a second. Uh, Cam, from, a, uh, from obviously the police perspective, and you're seeing it firsthand, uh, as we talked off air, um, you know, Lauren and I are very aware of the high school piece. Um, I've been kind of watching this a little bit, the middle school level, and the last couple of years seen a major increase. From your perspective um, on the whole vaping jeweling issue. Sure. So typically with, you know, called, you know, regular drugs, non jewel products, non-vaping products. You see that in an older crowd, uh, high school and above, with a jewel. Like uh, Lauren said, it's they don't see the harm in doing it. They think it's harmless. They think it's fun. So it's kind of starting to hit this younger generation at, a, at an earlier age. And they're just they're starting in middle school now. Sure. Let's talk a little bit about the police perspective on this. And I think, you know, parents that are going to listen to this need to, you know, hear from definitely on your perspective. In terms of vaping, is it legal for kids under 18 to vape? So possession of a vape for anyone under 18, no, technically not illegal. It's kind of like the cigarettes, right? You can't buy them, but you're not really supposed to have them. So there's a lot of gray area there, right? It's kind of confusing for parents. Um, so there's penalties for the stores that sell them to kids who are under 18. And there was a recent law change in Massachusetts, actually, uh, that was enacted December 2018, January 2019, where they actually upped the age to 21. So now, if you're not 21, you technically can't buy these products. Correct. And in terms of the illegalities on school grounds, um, uh, where does the police department stand on that? Sure. So my role from going to patrol to as a, now the school resource officer, uh, on patrol, you know, it's kind of law and order. There's laws. You can enforce them in the school. Yeah, you're there to enforce the law, but I kind of take on the second role now in education and school safety. So um, it's different. It's different. It's illegal on school grounds. It's in the handbook. Um, it's a forbidden item, paraphernalia, uh, drug paraphernalia, whatever you want to call it. But we take a tiered approach in, in terms of disciplining that, right? Sure. So there's a difference between having it. There's a difference between smoking it in the bathroom, somewhere in the hallway, somewhere hidden. There's a difference between selling it, and there's a difference between dis uh, distributing it, right? So depending on where you kind of fall, if you're caught, that's where the discipline piece can come in. That's real interesting. And you work directly with, at the middle school, and I'm sure this is at the high school also with our assistant principals. Uh, you work directly with the assistant principals at the middle school and whoever supports staff down there in terms of how you're going to handle each, each in individual situation. Right. So total team effort. There's a lot of moving parts in terms of uh, this vaping issue. So guidance will be involved, whether that's our school adjustment counselor or a guidance counselor, seventh grade, eighth grade, sixth grade. Uh, and then the assistant principals typically. Sure. Now you mentioned about some of the real clampdowns with selling it to minors or whatever. Um, I'll throw out something that uh, I'm aware of and, and you are also is some of the kids that actually get this paraphernalia online. So it's not actually uh, going to a store and buying it, but comes online with that. And um, 
In some cases, two particular cases, parents clueless what their kids bought on Amazon or wherever they bought it from, and it was delivered to the house. Um, how do you see that happening? And is you know is there any chance that that can be clamped down somehow? Right. So kids are creative, right? They find ways to get things they're not supposed to have. Um, if a store buys it and we're aware of it, it's easier for us to enforce, right? If kids are going and buying Visa gift cards, they're getting gift cards for Christmas, they order online to a friend's house where their parents might work late, they come in, they exchange in school, and then it's done, right? There's no real trace it was paid with a gift card, right? So that's something we're kind of starting to see now. That's more of a trend. Kids get these gift cards for birthdays, Christmas, they'll order it to a friend's house, and then in school, when no one's around, they meet up in the bathroom, exchange products, and then they have it for after school, in school, whenever. So that's, that's our next biggest hurdle is finding a way to combat that. Yeah, for sure. Lauren, again, um, coming from your perspective, um, and you, you're on the front lines of this, you've seen situations, uh, you've been called in to uh, meet with kids, kids have come to the nurse's office. What are some of your overall health concerns with kids that are vaping? Well, the problem is that the, um, the, the brain is not fully developed till about 25. So um, the concern is that there will be damage to the brain. And actually, it, it has been uh, researched, and uh, there can be uh, damage to the brain um, when the nicotine and um, sometimes even marijuana is introduced uh, to the brain at a young age. Um, they can get addicted to it. I worry about that. Um, all kinds of health effects, heart disease, uh, respiratory problems, uh, they can have um, uh, difficult, difficulty concentrating in school, memory problems, um, distractibility. Um, there are a number of health concerns that we've seen and um, that we know can happen with, uh, with uh, young brains that are um, in the developmental stage. So one of the things I love about you, Lauren, is you have a real relationship with kids. Uh, the, the, few, the years that I've now been working with you, I've seen that. Kids speak very highly of you. When you have the opportunity to talk to kids, uh, I'm sure, knowing you, that you're saying a lot of the things you're saying right now. Um, do they listen? Do they care? Um, what's you the know, um, I think it's gotten better um, since these products came out several years ago. Um, I started to, you know, educate kids about them. I have uh, posters in the office. They do ask me about about them. Um, in the beginning, uh, they really didn't believe that this stuff was harmful to them, and and a, and a majority of them still don't. Um, so I try to educate them, give them facts, give them, um, you know, research um, materials, and try to um, really make them understand that they're not unharmful. Uh, these products can really affect you lifelong, and um, they really need to be educated, and I think that's where we have to start. We have to educate them early and often, um, starting in elementary school, and uh, the North Andover Public School nurses, we meet um, regularly, and we've talked about it over and over again, how we need to kind of develop some programs for the young children so that they sort of know. They know that smoking is bad for them, smoking cigarettes. They would never smoke a cigarette, most of them. Right. Um, I try to make them understand that these chemicals are equal or worse for them and their um, body systems. And I think um, educating them in, at the young age and continuing to educate them in the middle school and continuing to educate them in the high school, um, I hope that that you know, will 
will prevent them from starting, ever starting. Yeah, I'd like to give the, the school department as well as the police department and us at the youth center, I think we are proactive in trying to get education for the younger kids on this, and we're going to continue to battle that. Um, let's talk about addiction a little bit. Um, like most communities, we've dealt with many types of addictions over the years, and uh, this is something, you know, a few years ago, everyone thought was an all, you know, a healthy alternative to smoking cigarettes. Uh, Lauren, what's your take on the whole addiction? I mean, kids will still come in and say to us, well, you can't get addicted to vaping. What's Correct. your take on that? Um, and you can. Um, so you, nicotine affects your brain's reward system, and it in turn makes you um, need the nicotine to uh, feel good. So it's it affects your um, the um, part of your brain that actually produces pleasure and um, reduces stress. So kids kind of think that, oh, they're stressed and they need this because it does give them a little buzz. Um, but in fact, what's happening is their body needs it. Their body is, is, is um, craving it uh, because they're addicted. So they take a hit of the jewel, they feel better, and then as soon as the nicotine starts um, you know, leaving their body system and they're, they're, they experience withdrawals, they think, oh, it's, I'm stressed again. I need to, ha you know, I need to do this. Uh, they're not seeing that this is an actually this is actually an, an addiction cycle, and they're in the middle of it. Exactly, and we need to keep bringing that message across because uh, I do even believe I've even heard it from a parent last week. Well, you can't get addicted to it, and and you really can't. Let me. This is going to be a tough question for you, Lauren. As a nurse, um, you've seen all types of kids, and what I want to explain to our parents. Um, and I'm not saying our parents have their heads in the sand on certain issues, but this is something that's crossing all type of kids, all types of economics, all types of interest level, like you said, mm -hmm. you know, athletes, non-athletes, people in the band, people in, you know, clubs, uh, non-active kids after school. Um, in your case, and what your history of it is, any, any correlating factors that you've kind of seen in terms of, you know, why kids are maybe doing that? Um, you know, is it maybe some of the social emotional stuff we're dealing with kids overall? What's your take on some of maybe the correlating factors of why kids get involved with this? I do think that um, it's something that a lot of kids are trying because their friends are trying it. Um, they think it's cool. They have these YouTube videos even on, on um, YouTube that shows kids doing different tricks with their jewels and the um, and blowing the vapor out in certain ways. Uh, they, they think it's, you know, unharmful and cool. Um, they're usually um, starting because they use somebody else's. Um, it's definitely something that can um, affect their grades because they're leaving the classroom a lot. I'm seeing, overall, we're seeing a lot of stress and increased stress in teens. They have a lot of things they're dealing with and um, I feel like the stress uh, does play a part in it because a lot of the kids tell me that it helps them de-stress you know and meanwhile you know they're not realizing that they're actually addicted um, I I don't see a um, direct correlation to say um, uh, someone who has a socio um, I mean a, um, a mental health issue or has some um, social emotional problems I think it's just across the board I've actually seen um, students um, our, our, our great athletes, I've seen them actually doing this sure. um, outside of school. Uh, I've seen kids who, you know, really don't like to go to school 
and um, don't uh, and oftentimes are not in class. I've seen those t students um, doing it. So it's really across the board. It's um, it's pervasive. It's really um, a problem uh, um, within our um, town and our nation. Sure, Cam. In terms of you've talked about um, you know different ways that um, discipline will be handed out. If I'm going to ask you, you know, a kid that has possession of it versus a kid that's actually selling it or giving it away at school. Um, can you get an example of what parents and kids should understand in terms of they are in the possession of it or in certain cases actually distributing it? Yeah, so there's kind of been a recent crackdown with this and it's not just, you know, exclusive to our school. It's become such an epidemic and I don't really use that word lightly. I, I really believe that, um, that the idea that the punishment needs to be harsher has become a reality, right? So simple possession, you're, a lot of times you're seeing a suspension right off the bat for just having one, right? Then if you're caught doing it, if you're selling it, uh, giving it to friends, then you're looking at two days, three days, and then things like, you know, come into play where they have another discipline record. Is it lengthy, right? So then it's kind of adding on to that too. Sure, sure. Um, you know, we could talk hours about this subject and um, we haven't really even got to my perspective in terms of someone running the youth center. Um, it's something that I'm concerned about every day. Um, I know our staff is very vigilant in looking for the signs and things but you know one of the the things i'm real clear on is that parents don't 100 percent know what to be looking for so um, this industry um, so to speak is changing it's evolving um, you know the original e-cigarette look to it um, cam or lauren uh, what should parents be looking for in terms of you know paraphernalia so i think the reason this is so popular with kids, right, is this new fad, the jewel, right? That's where it's really taken off with the jewel mm -hmm. is it's easily concealable, right? You could have it pretty much anywhere on your person and no one's going to know you have it. Sure. Pocket, they found them in shoes, sweatshirts, whatever. And that's why it's so hard for both the school and for parents to find these things and really crack down on it. My biggest advice to parents is talk to your kids, right? If you're suspicious, go through your kid's room. There's nothing wrong with that, right? They live in your house. And if you're suspicious and you're worried about them, you got to check their stuff sometimes, right? Because we can't always do that for you. There's rules, laws, especially for me, right? They're really strict on when and when I can't search a student. For vaping, it's almost never for me. Right. The school needs reasonable suspicion. I need probable cause. It's not illegal. So there's a whole list of things, right? But for a parent, you know, to go through their kid's phone, check their room once in a while, check their backpack, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's, you know, the easiest way to find these things. Absolutely. Lauren, you're, you're as a nurse, you sometimes have to obviously talk to parents. You've talked to the kids. You have a really good relationship with the kids. Um, what's your tact in talking to parents about the issue in general, not just maybe the incident of their child mm -hmm. vaping? Um, so I think parents need to educate themselves. Go online, Google vaping, Google, Google juuling, look and see what the products look like. Um, find out uh, if you're children exactly like cam said look into their bedrooms look where they keep all their belongings look in their backpack um, ask them be honest and open with them and and let them know you care and you you're concerned about them and also give them the facts let them know that you know you don't want them to be using products that are unhealthy for them you don't want them to have long-term health effects and um and and discuss it with them really corner them in the car be in the car and ask them the question do you vape have you have you thought about it do your friends do this um have you tried it um and and 
don't be judgmental about it, um, but um, seek the information and, um, and guide them from there. Um, tell them you can help them. Reach out to um, someone who can help them as well um, if the, you know, are cons- the concerns are addiction. Sure. Um, one parent asked me a question last week, and I think I'm pretty in tune and pretty knowledgeable on the subject, but I didn't really know this question. So someone, myself, I've never smoked in my life um, and grew up with a father that actually smoked four packs of cigarettes a day and, you know, grew up feeling like, you know, what were the effects of growing up with a father who smoked four packs of cigarettes a day? So one of the parents asked me last week is, so is there an effect for anybody that's hanging out with kids that are juuling and in terms of maybe the health issues with that? Actually, um, the secondhand um, vaping, you know, vapor is actually um, being researched as we speak, but um, some of the early research is showing that actually does have chemicals in it that can affect your lungs. Particularly, I don't know if you've heard of um, this, but popcorn lung, mm-hmm. where um, that's just a term that of what it looks like. It's similar to chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD, in older people. Um, they're seeing in, in young people who actually just hang around with kids who, who, who use vaping products. In terms of, um, you know, one of the things we talked about, we spend a lot of time with parents on how they should talk to their kids. And, you know, there are so many bad ways of how to talk to a kid. Like you need to engage, you've got to be able to have a, a healthy dialogue um, in, in conversations with that. Um, once maybe a parent comes to you, learn as a medical person, um, and says, you know, what should I do in terms of getting help or mm-hmm. at least checking on it? Do you have some thoughts on that? Yeah, so there's a lot of good resources on, on, uh, online, actually. Uh, one website is getoutraged.org, and um, that one has some great parent resources on it. There's actually a new uh, texting app that you can use uh, as a parent. I actually tested it out as a parent and as a, as a teen. <laughs> sure. Just sort of pretended. But um, it's based on the old tobacco cessation programs where you, um, you just text, um, I think it is quit to 202-804-9884. It will ask you some questions. Um, are you a teen? What's your age group? Are you a parent? And uh, mostly daily, but I've gotten some double texts in the day. Um, they will send you texts to try to help you either as a teen quit or um, as a parent, help your, your, um, your child quit. That's good. Uh, Cam, when you have to get involved with this, um, you're usually use, wearing that um, nice blue uniform you're wearing today, um, and the perspective's a little bit different. Lauren's a nurse, uh, a little non-threatening compared to a guy that's in, in full uniform. Um, what's your um, tack with the parents that may say, hey, I need to talk to my kid, or even your role as a school resource officer? One of the best things we ever did in, in the nation, as well as obviously North Andover, is having a presence with our in people seeing police officers in a different way. Uh, what's your style in dealing with either kids or parents on that? All right, so f- first and foremost, I think Lauren kind of hit it out of the park with this education piece, right? Kids don't know what they're putting in their body. They think it's harmless. So that's kind of an uphill battle for all of us. So talking to parents, I always tell them I'm willing to talk, right? I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with every parent in every school and say, this is what they're doing, this is what's happening, and this is how we want to fight it, Right. Because it's pretty uncomfortable for the, you know, when the school calls home and says your son or daughter has been suspended for two days, and then on top of that, you know, they were searched by the school staff. Their locker was searched because they had illegal product on campus, right? No parent wants to hear that. 
It's a bad feeling. It's a bad conversation. So we're kind of at the point now. It's how do we fix that? So it's kind of like a multidisciplinary approach, whether it's here at the youth center, working with the police department, who then works with the medical field, who works with the school, who works with the parents, right? It's, it's not going to be a battle that's going to be won unless we're all on the same page. No, absolutely. And one thing that I'm very excited about, and I've always said this about North Andover, we are extremely proactive in dealing with issues of all kinds. Uh, I know we have the full support of uh, Dr. Gilligan as the mm -hmm. superintendent of the schools, um, the police department, Chief Gray and his staff, um, as well as the town municipal government. Um, and here at the youth center in particular, uh, we also have Deanna Cruz, who was hired this year as the community support services person that is also on the cutting lines of this. And I think education, I'm hearing across the board, we've got to do even a better job. I think we're doing a good job. I think we've got to do better. I think we've got to get younger. Uh, so all those young uh, nurses and the nurses at the younger schools, I mean, uh, we need to start educating, being proactive on that. So um, as we kind of wind up the podcast, we'd like to try to give our guests like a final word. So we'll start with Lauren. I'd like this final word to be, you know, both to the parents and to the kids about this subject matter and an opportunity for you to just give one more push of what, how we need to address this issue. Yeah, so there's over 3 million U.S. teens and young adults that are using these products. It's a lot. In our own school, in North Andover High School, I did um, the Youth Risk Behavior Survey last year. We found that um, there were 38.7, I believe, percent of our students had ever used it. Uh, so that's a lot, and, and that was in the last year, and it's increased um, over the last year, according to um, the American Lung Association's recent survey that will be uh, pr um, published uh, February 6th. Um, I think there was a 78% increase over 17, 2017 to 2018. It's an epidemic, and um, none of our children are immune to this. I have five children of my own, and um, actually this, this afternoon, I was a little early here, I went home and got the mail, and I saw a box that was from a tobacco company. I opened it up immediately. It was addressed to one of my children. <laughs> It was something from uh, the Chicago Wolves hockey team <laughs> uh, who happened to be owned by a tobacco company. But, um, you know, I myself, even though I educate my, my, my children, I know that, you know, every child is, is uh, at risk to start or to um, think about it. Educating, making sure that they know the harmful effects that can happen and the long-term effects that can um, can and can do they can do to their bodies and their brains thanks and cam you're um obviously you're you're a young guy in this field in a lot of ways you're in closer age to the kids that we're talking about uh, than myself certainly uh, what would be some of the uh, maybe final words that you want to say to both our kids and parents yeah i mean it's it really just comes down let's work together right this isn't exclusively a school problem it's not exclusively a police problem so why not work together on this right um, you have chronic school offenders, kids you just know that are going to be in trouble you have to speak to, right? I'm now seeing students I would never expect to see in that light and talking to parents in a negative way, which I, you know, I don't want to do. I want to foster relationships. I want to educate. I want to mentor, right? I don't want to have to have a vaping conversation with every single student who gets caught, right? It's tough for me to build relationships that way. It's tough for the police department to work that way. It's tough for the schools to work that way. So really, it's coming together with parents, with you, with the high school, middle school, elementary schools to kind of work together and try and figure this out. 
Well, thanks. I mean, obviously, I do believe that we are, um, we do not have our heads in the sand. We are trying to address this. Um, big shout out to all of the nurses at our school, all of the, uh, both you and Will as our school resource offices. Um, but let's not forget the support services people, our guidance counselors that are on the front lines of trying to address this issue. Um, we are here to help the parents and the kids. Um, as everyone has said here, we need to do more education. And I think um, we can battle this, um, but it is an issue that if we don't battle it now, it's going to be bigger issues down the road. So I want to thank you both for coming on the podcast. You have unbelievable expertise on this. And the reality is here is we, we could have talked for three or four hours on these different things. Yeah. So I know that uh, Lauren is a, is a great resource for any of the people up at the high school. Uh, Cam is a great resource for people in the middle school. But, you know, there are a lot of people that would be willing to sit and meet with kids and parents. So. Uh, on behalf of the Youth Center and the town of North Andover, continue to do great work that you guys are doing, and we appreciate your support. Um, this is, concludes this podcast. We'll be on next week. Um, we have a, a number of different topics we're going to be getting at, and I, ho I hope you enjoyed today's topic on the vaping jeweling issue here in North Andover. And as we finish every podcast, we always say too much passion is not enough passion. <laughs>